G'day trendsetters, welcome to episode 481 of the Trendsmove podcast. My name is Tim Egg, and if you have a question for the show, you can send it via trendsmove.com. Now I've got to admit, I'm super pumped. I've just started running again. I've had my, have had two runs, eh, technically three runs. Uh, the first run was um, in my physio's office on his treadmill, but, but that only lasted three minutes just to test if I could run. And but uh, it, it was funny because I'm tracking um, six to eight weeks ahead of schedule of what my physio laid out, and basically I put that down to. He tells me what to do, when to do it, and how to do it, and I do it absolute to a T. I, I set my alarm. One day I've got to do one thing, another day I've got to do five different things scattered through the day, and the next day I've got to do two things, and the day after I don't need to do anything, and then I just set it all out to my alarm. Like the other day, I was at the shopping center, my alarm went off, and I'm like, right, I've got to do my car phrases. So in the middle of the, the shopping aisle, I'm up against the trolley, doing doing car phrases my wife was furious well, she wasn't furious but she was wildly unimpressed with it but I've, i'm doing exactly what he says when he when when to do it absolutely everything and that's what i um that's what i think's making me track well or truly head of schedule so but it's funny because he's saying right we need you we need to start loading this loading your tendon up even more um, you start need to start running now, and at first I think, oh geez, you know, I'd like to wait another month if we could. But he go, he's going expect pain during the run, as long as we can keep it, you know, under four out of ten, but ten being just crazy pain, zero being no pain. If we can keep it to under four, expect a fair bit of pain after it. Expect pain the next day. But then the day after that, it should be fine. And I was thinking, geez, something to look forward to, hey? So I thought, right, oh. So my first run was 40 minutes of one minute running, one minute walking, one minute running, one minute walking, and so forth. About my third run in, I go from walking straight into running, and then my Achilles went click. I went, oh, just a bit of pain. So I had to be very careful after every time I walked getting back into running I, I just had to be very careful on how I took off and so that went that went fine the rest of the run with no more pain after it I got not pain but discomfort the next day nothing back to normal I thought, you little ripper I went for another run um, yesterday zero perfect no pain during no pain after it no pain the next day oh it was a beautiful thing so I'm going for another run tomorrow um, so my first run was one minute on, one minute off. Um, the, yesterday's run was two minutes running, one minute walking, two minutes running, one minute walking for 40 minutes. Tomorrow, in theory, will be three minutes running, one minute walking, three minutes running, one minute for for the 40 minutes. So we'll see how we're, we're tracking there. So hopefully it just keeps going along just nicely. So I'm super pumped. All right, today's question comes from Alex who's been listening to the show for the last couple of years, which makes him super awesome. Um, bear with me too if I have to move the microphone away from, from me to cough. Or I had my second COVID shot and um, yeah, yesterday, two days ago, and I've got a bit of a cold. So um, nothing too bad, but just a, just a bit of an irritation. All right. 
I've got, he's written, I got into the sport two years ago when I did my first Olympic triathlon in 2019. I was hoping to make the step up to 70.3 in 2020, but events got cancelled due to this, due to COVID. Uh, I'm competent on the bike and have been improving my endurance on the run since I started over of the, since I've, easy for me to say, since I started of the year and I'm comfortable running over two hours on the weekends. Good work. Um, I've been training towards an Olympic distance triathlon on the south coast of England on the 21st of August in eight weeks with the view to undertake my first 70.3 in Wales on the 9th of October in 15 weeks. I have also a sprint distance triathlon the week before the 70.3, which I plan to use as a light training day the week before. It is. It has been rearranged the date due to COVID, and I don't want to lose. And I don't want to give up my place. I have around 10 hours per week of training, which normally involves a long ride on a Saturday and one long run on a Sunday, with a mix of swim, bike, swim, running, bike turbo, and strength and conditioning through the week. My problem, it's a shame you started with the my problem, because everything else looks, everything above that looks pretty good so far. Um, my problem is I suffered a calf a calf injury last week. That means I can't run, I can't run, but swimming and biking, bike training is absolutely fine. I have suffered this injury before, and I know it takes a bit of rest, massage and stretching. I will recover from the injury in around four weeks' time. I have used I have used the walk run walk which I was just talking about that. I've used the walk run walk training te- running technique that you've mentioned in previous podcasts for building up run volume. I'm worried that my run is not going to is not going to be up to scratch for the Olympic and the 70.3 leg on race day. How much time best spent over the next four weeks um, whilst I recover from my calf injury? Am I better concentrating on swim biking or is there something else I could be doing that will help my run in the meantime? So I sent Alex a a quick um, follow-up email with a few questions um, like, so I'll go through them. Uh, what did you do to the calf and how did it happen? So basically he pulled his calf while running. He, he was doing a threshold session. He felt it go about half an hour in. And so he just shut the run down and walked home. Um, one thing I wish I did ask, what what would be interesting with that is, and that's common for something like that to go a half an hour into a threshold session. Um, that's not common, but you... Um, if it's going to go, it's generally going to go somewhere around then. But what I what I've found by the uh, by the few athletes um, that I've had pretty close contact with that's happened when that's happened, they've been running on the one side of the road the entire time. And so there's um, so what I mean by that um, you generally you know when 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 we're running um, let's say we're running on the road. And I'm in Australia, so we drive on the left. So you're generally running on the right-hand side of the road. So there has that. All the roads have that slight um, dip down, so the water can run off it. 
and so if you're running on that side of, so if you're running and even footpaths have it so if you're running on the footpath and that footpath has that same lean down slightly um and you're just constant and you're running at a very you know very healthy effort and there is no change in um that muscle is getting the same um impact every single time and there's on that same lean that just put adds that little bit extra stress to it so sometimes if you're doing these threshold sessions and let's say you're running on the road you're running on the um for me running on the left hand side of the um, right hand side of the road um you've got to change even though you get cars going to be coming from behind you choose a quieter street on dead streets you might be able to run right in the middle where it's more flat but you've got got to change those um where on those leans on those harder sessions so that that's why that's why you see a lot of those sort of sessions get done on track sessions or but even footpaths where you you're talking to athletes you say oh what where did the lean goes oh it's completely flat well most just about every if you really look at every single uh, footpath there's a very slight lean in one way or another for the water to be run off so and you can use that for your advantage to take the stress off that particular area or it, you can use it for your disadvantage so if you're doing a threshold session and you're not giving um there's no let up to to that lean and your body's copying it every single you know footstep it, it can cause that extra little bit of stress and then all of a sudden you've got yourself an overuse injury i also asked him what part of the um calf was it which he replies, it's the gastric um, part of the calf that hurts. He went to a sports massage therapist who also said his soleus is very tight. Um, he also admits he hasn't been doing a lot of um, calf stretching for the past couple of months. So all that does add up a lot too um, for, for, the, for what we're talking about here. The, you, uh, I'll, I'll get into it in a second I also write apart from what he's mentioned um, what else are you doing for rehab it's one question I like to ask athletes who get get injured um, whether I've got you know even the ones I coach they say oh, I've, I've got a such and such great right what are you doing for rehab but before I tell them what I think they should be doing or let's discuss it further or you know they might be saying what should I be doing I always say what are you doing more times than not, they're saying, I'm just resting. And I'm just not a big fan, for the most part, of that. There's always something you could be doing, should be doing. So he just wrote, just rest, a massage, and stretching. So we'll get into that in a little while. Um, and then I wrote, any pain or discomforts, walking, cycling, swimming, that sort of stuff. He just wrote, put, oh, and then I wrote, oh, pushing off the wall in the pool. There's no discomforts. All of that's all good. He knows, he, um, I know though that I can go for a run, say tomorrow I'll be fine for the first two to two and a half kilometers and then his calf will tighten up and walk. So that's a big, um, we'll highlight that bad boy. So... A couple of things. I want to go all the way back to your plan. So you're doing um, a, uh, an Olympic distance in eight weeks, hopefully, and then you've got your 70.3 in 15 weeks. And the week before, you've got a sprint distance triathlon. Um, and then we, with that sprint distance, you said you are going to take it easy, I think. Uh, you're going to use it as a light training day. I would recommend using that as the tip-off point for your tapering into um, 
it tipping it's tippering that is making that the tipping point into your 70.3 taper so if it's eight days if it does let's say it's eight days ahead i wouldn't be resting at all into that um olympic distance and i'd do that olympic distance i'd have um a recovery shake just waiting for me at that finishing line and I, w- I would eat super healthy from there on in i wouldn't be it wouldn't be doing anything silly and from there on in it's let's rest up freshen up for the big race that's what i'd be using for if it's um six days ahead i would make the day before this um the sprint distance uh, an easier um shorter training session so let's say you might be going out for a three-hour bike ride normally on the saturday i'd probably make that an hour and a half easy bike ride do the 70 point do the sprint distance on the sunday and then start doing a normal taper into it but i'd be racing that 70 point i'd be racing that sprint distance i wouldn't be taking it easy um i'd be i'd be having a crack at it so um with your calf i would Unless a, someone like a physio or a doctor's told you to stretch, I'd probably stop stretching. That could make it worse, and I'm a big fan of stretching um, for uh, most things. But this, I would probably stop stretching just in case um, it makes it worse. I would be massaging, self-massaging that um, many times a day. I'll I'll rephrase that. I'd be doing a calf pump um, probably three to five times a day. And if you've been listening for the last two years, that the answer is actually five times a day. Um, so what I mean by that is if you grab your calf with your palm and you squeeze on, off, on, off. So it's almost like you've got your, you're trying to pump, um, it's almost like a little heart, you know, pumping pumping blood in your calf sort of thing. It's your on, off, on, off, on, off. So I'd be doing that for about one minute, five times a day, uh, just to help. That's going to loosen it. And it's going to help attract um, blood uh, blood circulation or, around the area. Uh, so one minute, you don't need to go nuts with it. I'd also be doing once a day. Um, putting at home sticking my legs up the wall uh, so to speak Um, just jump on the floor and stick your head above where your heart heart rate heart level is so sticking it up on the the couch or something for 20 minutes or until you feel your um, uh, toes become numb that's going to get all the blood all the way down and then when you stand up you're going to get blood or flow all the way back down it's just going to help um and if you want to wear compression socks as well that's going to that that could also definitely help too i'd be going to bed or before bed every single night i'd be using a heat pack for 20 10 15 20 minutes get a um if you haven't um buy yourself one of like one of those wheat packs they're only like three bob from 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 a chemist or so you stick it in the microwave for two minutes and you just rest your calf on there but um for 10 15 20 minutes every single night before bed that's what i'd be doing but adding heat now to it um and i'll be doing but just straight after the 
um, straight after, you, either just before or after, preferably straight after you do the heat pack, I'd be doing a self-massage straight into it. Don't be shy, dive right in with your thumbs and... I would. I don't think a, th- a foam roller is going to be quite good enough for this. I think you've got you've got to be using your your um, hands, really diving deep into it, and you've got to do it. Your best to do it yourself because you know what feels good. Um, also, do, YouTube a bit um, how to do trigger point therapy on it. So when you're doing the, your self massage, you can you start diving straight into your trigger points and really loosening it all that up. So I'd be be at least five times a day i'd be doing something for this car for yours to to get it well and truly right the quickly the quicker you possibly can as for um training what you can do um i'll do two different answers um the first answer you might say no straight away but I would consider, you've said you can run, or you think you could run two to two and a half kilometres without, but then you're going to be shut down. So what I'd be considering is if maybe just doing a one kilometre run off the bike as a brick session, easy run, easy, easy, easy run. So just after, and I, let's say you do um, a bike uh, Wednesday, 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 Friday, Sunday. And so Wednesday, you do your bike, do your cool down as normal on your bike, and then I'll just do a nice, easy run off off the bike as part of your cool down too. Just nice and easy. Five hundred meters down the road, five hundred meters back. So at least you're getting some banging and on the joints and some running, and then you're going to gauge on how you felt from that too. Or you can do the um, what I just did the other day, the one minute run, one minute walk for the, for the kilometre. Yeah, so you could play it all by ear. That so I'd be considering doing that, and then you 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 come home, you've done did that for a full week, and you think, think oh, pretty good. You might be able to stretch that out to two kilometres next week, or fifteen hundred metres, and then you can start gauging how far you might be able to push that, and how you're recovering from that. So that's what I'd be considering. And as soon as, um, yeah, that, that's what I'd be leaning towards. Now, that's not answering your question of what you've asked. So if you want to actually not run at all, and you, I'd be focusing, um, I'd probably be putting my eggs in the swim bike basket, in particular the bike basket, and because you're not running, um, your intensity increases on the bike. Um, and what I mean by that is a lot of the volume um, triathletes put in is very low is low intensity because we've got that running and, and stuff into it. As, you know, we add the um, high intensity. We do intervals and things like that, but... Um, and the recovery is much lower. Um, the like our recovery intervals are much lower than what we could be doing um so for 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 instance um i'll give you give an example for instance um my my program because i've only just started running but before i've started running i was doing um four keys well i still am i'm doing four key sessions on the bike 
per week. Um, I'm doing two VO2 sessions a week. I'm doing one anaerobic capacity session a week, and I'm doing one threshold session a week. And then I'm doing my endurance ride a week. Now, the endurance ride um, in the past would be more just putting miles in the legs at this time of the year. Nothing spectacular. Now, at the moment, that that three-hour bike ride that I'm doing, that's at um, my Ironman power completely my vo2 max sessions there um the the rest intervals on them are done at my ironman power my um, anaerobic capacity that's done lower in the the recovery section part of it but my threshold ride is done the recovery part of it is done at my ironman power so i've been able to increase all my power um like i'm almost like the cycling is almost training like a cyclist so um uh, why you're not running you can really look at taking your cycling to the next level over the over the next um three four weeks really increase that but once you start running you're gonna have to decrease all that so generally with triathletes most triathletes they'll put in two key sessions a week on the bike now you've got an opportunity to put in four key sessions on the bike anything over those i'd be making easy though making easy spins if you're going to do more more volume on the bike or um, jump in the water and splash around there instead so that that's kind of how I'd be looking at it um, and don't don't neglect your core strength workout your core strength training too that's that will help um, and just you know um, may I don't know what you've been what strength and conditioning work you've been doing but um just hitting the muscles that you normally would be on the ru- on the running obviously you can't you got to be careful with the calf but your quads um your quads hamstring glutes um i'd be looking at trying to hit those muscles in 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 the in the weight room just for when you start running you're not going to lose too much when you when you say you're worried that you know run's not going to be up to scratch let's say you're going to be out for four weeks you're going to start building up that's another four weeks that's eight weeks you've got enough to you've been you know if you smash the living crap out of the bike you and what you've done so far you're probably not going to lose a hell of a lot i wouldn't be too stressed about it so uh, you know it's the rob peter to pay paul what you're going to be doing on the bike um will translate you, you i wouldn't be too stressed about it so no, and you can only you can only um many you know you can only, i don't know what i'm saying here i'm umming and ahhing too much but don't stress too much mate that's that's all I hope that helps. All the best with it. And thanks for tuning in for the last two years. That was super awesome. If you guys have any other questions, jump on through to the website, trainsmooth.com. Until the next episode. Hooray.